You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 67. Hey there, Impact Drivers. Welcome back to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and today we are talking about building a team of high-impact project managers. This episode is sponsored by MeisterPlan. MeisterPlan enables you to answer what-if questions, identify and resolve resource constraints in just a few clicks, and see the impact of changes to your project portfolio in real time. Learn how easy planning your project portfolio can be with MeisterPlan by starting your free 30-day trial at MeisterPlan.com. Now to cover this topic, I have my dear friend and a business partner in all things PMP, Scott Payne. Let me tell you a little bit about Scott before I welcome him to the show. Scott is the Amazon best-selling author of the world's only case story-focused PMP exam prep book. PMP Exam Master Prep Manual, and the co-founder of the PMP training company, PM Master Prep. Multiple Fortune 500 corporations have leveraged Scott's revolutionary approach to train their project managers. His proven methods not only help students to ace the PMP exam in less time and with no memorization, but they also become better project managers through the process. And isn't that kind of the whole point? As a managing partner of PM Master Prep, Scott now equips organizations and individuals with case story PMP exam training courses and systems and coaching to excel on the PMP exam and pass the first time, I might add, and improve their project performance to world-class levels. Scott, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited, Laura. This is going to be fun. (laughs) So what you guys may not know is that Scott and I work together on a program that we've packaged together here for PMO Strategies. Scott is my PMP guy. Now, I have met and love so many PMP exam trainers in the industry. They all have wonderful programs, but there's something about Scott's program and the magic of the way he does it that really hit me as a differentiator in the market. And it's why I partnered with him and we packaged together all of Scott's fantastic PMP training content with my membership program, the Impact Inner Circle. So once you get your PMP, you also need to be able to maintain PDUs and get PDUs. And so the Impact Inner Circle covers all of these PDU courses that you can take on very specific targeted pain point topics like training your sponsor, leading people through change, influencing your stakeholders, making the case for a PMO. We got it all, right? Yep. So, but together we've built this package. So I know Scott's training inside and out. In fact, we've taught it together for several clients and they are seeing huge results and passing their PMP on the first try because of his approach. So I thought it was really important because I know his stuff inside now. I know all of his materials. I know the difference that he's making in the lives of my clients and my students and his, his clients and students' lives because he teaches you how to really 
build a training system and a mechanism for really elevating the role of your project managers. So I thought it'd be important to give you guys some of that context as to this isn't just some guy that does some stuff. I know his stuff. I know it inside now. We've got it together. And I truly believe that the way that he looks at the role of high impact project managers and how you as a PMO leader, all my impact drivers out there can build your team of high impact project managers. I think there's a lot we can learn here today. So Scott, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and helping me reach this audience of impact drivers that are a really important part of their role is building a PMO that has project managers, not necessarily in the organization. Sometimes it's a PMO of one, but there are people in the organization that are managing the project work. And it's super important that they are positioned to be as successful as possible so they can help the organization achieve that high return on investment. So this is a critical topic for all of our impact drivers listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and helping me explore this topic for this audience. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Obviously, we worked together for a long time. It's going to be a fun conversation. So let's jump into it. All right. Okay. So what do you think helps create? Let's just dive right in. What do you think helps create high impact project managers? That's a lot. That's a- Yeah. You didn't walk me into the easy question. You walk me into the hard questions right now. Absolutely not. You know me. Yeah, I know you. All right. So what creates high impact project managers? Well, first of all, as you and I talk about a lot, we are- trying to create systems within organizations that will support the ultimate goal of the PMO and the organization. So as we think through what it takes to build a project manager and, you know, what creates the the impact it's are, is everybody aligned toward your ultimate goal to your purpose? Like that's how I judge the effectiveness of PMOs and the systems that are out there and how we support you is making sure that everybody is aligned. Now, some of the, Different ways that we talk about that, that we've talked about for a while is we talk about team. Like it's not just the individual having one star out there. You might be that star, but the other stars, you want that team, not a stream of people. You don't want just like a a revolving door of project managers. You want that steady team that you're building to serve your purpose. So we can go into like how that happens, but we got to start with the why. And that is really like to think the why that, that I exist to serve the world on and that we can do together. So. Yes. Yes. That's so great. So I think that that is really important. So important that in the beginning of several of my programs, I have my PMO leaders start with, why are you trying to build the PMO in the first place? Why are you trying to build out this team? Why are you trying to put these services in place? And I have this term I use called aligned from the start. And the goal is, is that we've got to get aligned to that why. So if you don't know the why, you can't get aligned to it. Therefore, everything you do is going to just feel disconnected, right? So we have to answer the question why, and then, you know, once we know our purpose, then we need to connect everything we're doing. We need to align everything we're doing with that why. And that might be different things for different people, but that's how you start, right? Step one, we have to know why we're doing it and we have to get people aligned to it. So then what, right? We've got that. Now, what do we do? Now that we're aligned, now that we know our purpose, now that we know what we're trying to do, what is it that you think actually creates the high impact part of the project managers. Right. You have to get the project managers involved in their education, in their development and their their testing and the system. So it can't be a, I'm going to invest in you by sending you to a week long boot camp or whatever, come back, then get back to work and do whatever. I feel like that is the wrong approach because that doesn't put the onus on the individual 
to take part in their development in a sense. And it doesn't give them the opportunity or the environment to sharpen skills or to find out where they're weak. And it doesn't support them as they go through. So by setting that framework with why we're doing it and then understanding the environment that we're creating or throwing them into, that's yeah. the first step. And then we, you know, I can talk a little bit more about like the actual action of training, which yeah. gets into how we do it so that we can fulfill on what I just mentioned. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned boot camps. So you're going to have to just bear with me as I uh-huh. rant a little bit on this whole boot camp. Oh, I can go deeper than you. <laughs> we can, we can outran each other. Believe me. <laughs> so here's the thing. When I was in the role of PMO leader inside organizations, I started building PMOs in 1999. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I had seen, I've been building a lot of teams, a lot of project teams. I used to, when I would speak in the DC area, I was keynoting and speaking at all of the different PMI conferences in the DC area. And there's five PMI chapters. So there was a lot of annual conferences and all that. And I would always say to folks, because I, a lot of my, actually all of my PMO career was in the DC area when I was inside organizations and for many years with my clients and I was helping them build their PMOs and their teams. So anyway, I would always say when I would get on stage, if your resume has been on the market in the last 15 years, I've seen it. Because I felt like I was constantly in hiring mode, constantly building out competencies, building out capabilities, trying to teach my project managers, building a frame around them, a training system around them, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I could tell within the first 10 minutes of an interview, I would tell people, listen, your resume may get on my desk because you have a PMP, right? And we're going to pick on PMP for a minute, but this really applies We can go anywhere with that, right? You're right. Yep. So I would say your resume would get on my desk if it had a PMP, but within 10 minutes of our conversation, I would know exactly how much you actually know from that PMP, right? How much you actually know the PMBOK and not just memorize stuff, but how to apply it. And that's the problem I have with a lot of boot camps. The whole concept is cram and exam. Shove as much information as possible into your short-term memory, hurry up and sit for the exam, then forget it all, right? And that's what happens so often. And I could tell by asking one simple question, how the rest of my questions about their project management body of knowledge, how deep it went and how effective it was their learning. If I said, how did you study for the exam? And nine times out of 10, if they said, well, I took a boot camp, I knew exactly how the rest of the questions were going to go. And so this isn't just for me seeing a lot of project management, PMP programs and stuff out there. This is for me seeing the impact, the outcome of all of these project managers who took boot camps. Yeah. They couldn't tell me six months later, they couldn't tell me what a lot of the terms even meant, nor how they would apply them in the real world. And yeah. that's the huge difference I see with effective training, yep. whether it's your PMP program or other training programs in general around project management, competency and capabilities, leadership, strategy, org change, all of it. If you are crammed to exam or if you are boot camp style shoving people through, you know, just pushing people yeah, push. through your training engine, your training system, then you can almost guarantee that it will be a complete waste of time yep. because they won't know, they won't be able to use what they learned. And so to me, being very ROI, return on investment driven and impact and outcome driven, I want to know that it's going to be worth it. What's the worth it factor for putting people through this training? So you talked about boot camp, and it just triggers me every time because I just can't stand, whether it's PMP or any other training, I get so frustrated with programs that just shove people through a process without giving them the opportunity to apply it Mm -hmm. and really truly build skills and competencies, right? I mean, for all of you impact drivers listening, 
that's why you're doing this. You're not just doing this because you're trying to just get numbers, right? Yeah. Like we talked about in your PMO Impact Summit session, we talked about, are you just trying to say, well, we have 45 PMPs or we have 65 people that we've trained. Yeah, That might be useful to know how much progress you're making, but it's not going to tell you a darn thing about the outcome you're, ha- you're going to make in your organization, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's dead on. I have a similar perspective. So the first thing is, I don't ever blame the learner. And I don't think that's what you, right. you're obviously like doing it. Like these no. people have been put in the spot and they go through the boot camp. And for some reason, the world has been zombified to think that the boot camp is the solution. But I think we need right. to take a step, step back and look at it. One of the things that I think devil's advocate side of this might play is to say, but I got to get these guys working, these team work, and I got to get them moving out there. The boot camp is the only solution that I can have to move them through quickly. And so that's an honest perspective that may come from the individual who's running a PMO or whatever. I do not believe that that is a correct philosophical like question that is being out there. Yes, you do need to move people through their development quickly. You do not have to follow the same kind of method of like cram and push that you keep talking about that's dead on what's happening. If you take a different perspective where you say, I'm going to let the material provide a lens on practical project management and let the information be pulled to the individual and set up the system that supports them, then they are going to be, they're going to be a magnet in a sense that the information is going to stick to them and they're going to see why and have a perspective of how it works so that when we get out, we can start using it. Now we can get people through the BNB in seven, 10, 21 days, whatever, by using this methodology. And it doesn't, it isn't a pump and dump kind of word. It's all right. in the philosophy. And, and the thing is like, I'm not a martial arts guy and I barely work out. But like <laughs> the, thing, <laughs> the thing is, what I understand about like, like martial arts is they say like getting these black belts and stuff yeah. is really the start of the journey. Yeah. And so that's the way we think about the PMP training or any of your training or the other trainings that that are out there is the measure of an effective program. Is it building up a competency level? And is it lighting a fire under the individual? They're pulled to the next level where they don't get lazy and say, I got this thing on my wall. Yay. yay." They go, I realize I'm pretty good, but I realize there's an ocean of awesome out there that I got to dive into. And so that's why I was originally attracted to what you do as person out there running the PMO says, I got to get them up to a level. And then I want to, in doing that, like that fire so that they keep pulling, pulling and pulling to get up to better and better. It's that's, I love the way you put that. So it's like you're creating this hunger, yeah, the hunger for learning and the desire to do more and to learn more and to provide more value. It's a mindset really. Yeah. Like it's a mindset shift. And you, I mean, all of you impact drivers listening, you know it when you see it, right? Yeah. You know it when they have that spark in their eyes and they're super excited about what they're learning. And with the right training, yeah. you can light that fire with the right engagement, with the right tying back to that purpose. You can light that fire. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to, and as we talked about in your summit session, you really don't want to make it uh, super complicated, right? No. Simple no. is so much better, but you can truly transform the way your project managers work in their yeah. organization and that mindset that they have to be high impact project managers, right? And at the same time, what starts to happen is this gorgeous ripple effect throughout the organization 
where their energy, their excitement, their desire to share that new knowledge they just learned or try that technique that really made sense to them or put into practice what they were learning in your training programs Mm -hmm. or whatever that looks like. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Lunch and learns for an hour can be game changers, right? So, but you'll see that not only will you see it, not only will your project managers feel it, but it starts to infect the rest of the organization positively in the way that they perceive the project managers and the way that they see them, not as the administrative overhead and the box checkers and the person that comes to my meeting to take my notes. They see them as valuable contributors to the organization and valuable contributors, those trusted advisors, mm-hmm. the people that they are begging to and fighting over to have on their project because they see that energy, that passion, that excitement. There's just nothing that replaces that. So I love how you framed all of that. And it really helped me crystallize kind of my thoughts around the energy and excitement and the passion and how far that can go to driving impact in the organization. That's beautiful. And so to add on to that, as you were talking, and you framed it hunger. Now, I believe if someone's out there in the PMO world and they're running an organization, building it, whatever, they can assess the hunger of their organization. Now, um, there's different kinds of hunger in the world, (laughs) okay? And I'll just, from a Western perspective, a guy that's trying to lose weight and get in shape, there's like (laughs) carb short-term hunger where like I'm eating chips all day long. I got a hunger inside of me. It's not a healthy hunger. It's a, it's a searching, yearning, never satisfied in a negative sense, hunger that yeah. is just trying to get to the next car. Okay, yeah. just to paint an example. There's also another hunger where you're being fed, I don't know, keto style or something like that, where your body is healthy, you're eating for a purpose, you're driving, and there's two sides of hunger. So as we say, oh, we have a hunger in our organization, are we the carby side? I mean, I love potatoes as much as anybody, but are we the other sustainable growth building side of hunger? And as we get ourselves to that good side of hunger, the thing that you're talking about is we started off with like, how do we build teams and engagements and like building an army of supporters for us that are going to push getting to that good side of hunger. You talk about radiating out, creating a positive image, having the people that always leaning forward. Yeah. It's going to self-select like your teams Mm. are going to self-select meaning that there's going to be camps like these negative people are going to go to one side and it's going to become like clear who's playing with one side versus the other side. Now the danger is if you stay on the carby side hunger, your really good best potential people are going to exodus. Yeah. They're going to realize that this is a carby organization and they're going to hit the bricks. They're Mm -hmm. out. And so what are you going to be left with? A bunch of junk food. And I'm not talking about people as food or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're going to get out a rabbit hole here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you know, Scott says this, bad guy. But like, I'm saying that like, you're going to create a pool full of people that it's going to be harder to turn and to get to support the vision. And so once you get that on the right side, all through the way in which we teach them and develop them, those people are going to, they're going to infect in a positive way. And the other people, certain amount of them, and the other ones are just going to say, it's not the organization for me. Yeah. That's not a bad thing because you want the people that are your people to stay and you want the people yes. that aren't the right fit to go find their fit. Just yes. not your fit. That's great. I love that because that self-selection is a really important part of this process. And when you're super clear on your why, when you're super clear on the purpose, when you get everybody aligned, 
there will be people that will select out of that. And that's a really good thing. And it saves you a lot of time, right? You don't want to be a revolving door. So you got to take care of the people that you have there. But this also creates an opportunity for people to see what joy they can get and what excitement they can get and kind of relight their energy. Even if you have people that have kind of gotten burnt out or frustrated, you can reignite that flame for them by simply providing that really supportive environment within which they can build their skills, their competencies, they're being supported and they feel like they're connected to that overall big picture. So there's some really good opportunities for you to even shift the mindset of the folks that you're worried about right now by following this kind of approach. So my question for you, Scott, though, is, and we dive into, in your PMO Impact Summit session, we dived into kind of the training system and building a training system yep. there. But here we're really focused on mindset. So is there one like overarching kind of approach to doing this or where, how do PMO leaders or impact drivers look at this and say, okay, here's what I'm supposed to be doing? And the first thing is, I think you need to simplify. Like when we're saying about mindset, we have to have a mindset of like simplicity is better than complicated. Okay. Yeah. And so as we look through here, we're always aligning behind the why we're simplifying down and we're putting a light. We take the simplicity is best and sunlight is the best disinfectant. So we want to put our own light on our own systems to say what is working and what is not. Yes. And how can we walk away from what's not working? And so if we can make those decisions right off the bat, you're creating an environment where you're modeling a certain level of like clarity, openness, humility. We're talking mindset that will radiate. You don't even have to say those words ever to anybody. Your people will see that. You're an open book, but you're never making excuses. You're putting your own systems under under light and you're making them better every day because you believe it is possible. By taking that simplistic approach and that we're going to put everything under the light in a positive way and that we're never going to give up and have a humble approach to it and an unending positive hunger, like that mindset, all you got to do at that point is start going to look and pull in the things that will serve you the right type of training. The case story focus is what we do. We try to pull in things that are real life examples, those kind of things. And that's the food that your organization is going to eat. And everything that you do, like some of the classes that you do that I really, really love is like you're training your stakeholders, those kind of things where it gives them opportunities to take things, put it in action yes, and actually see a benefit. And by doing that, like it's going to start snowballing in a good way. So yeah, that's the mindset that I would have not to read. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Okay. So I think the message we want to share with the audience is you absolutely can do this. Yep. And if you start it right, if you create that alignment, you're clear on the purpose, that's a great place to start and that you can do this. All of you listening, you absolutely can do this. It does not have to be big and it does not have to be overwhelming. But if you are going to make a high impact in your organization, if you are going to help your organization achieve the highest possible return on investment, if your PMO is going to be an impact engine PMO, you've got to have an army of impact drivers, high impact project managers working towards these goals with you. And again, they don't have to be inside your organization. A lot of the PMO leaders that come to me for my impact engine PMO training and coaching program Mm -hmm. start as one PMO person and they are the whole PMO. And it's about the mechanisms they create and the way they engage the army Mm -hmm. of champions and project managers in their organization that helps them make a much bigger impact, even when they start small and then grow with me through their program. So the, you got this, I hope is pretty clear. And as you and I both know, Scott, there's going to be a section of this audience listening 
that has the yeah, but monster sitting on their shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not sure if that's going to work in our organization or yeah, but I have to build this team of high impact project managers like overnight. I've just sure. started PMO. I have three months to make a difference. I've got to do this like overnight. So mm -hmm. what can they do to start quickly? We've talked about alignment yep. and, but what do they do? Like, what do they do first? Or how can they build that high impact project management competency very quickly in their organization? Yeah. I love the, yeah, what's the, that's the world we live in. Cause first of all, I'm going to answer the question and I'm going to say to the person that's out there that's saying, yeah, but first of all, you've listened for 15, 20 minutes. So I think you're, you've shown something by listening to this whole thing. And I say like, if you do take that person, that perspective that I'm going to say, yeah, but like, there's not a lot that can be done. Like you're going to find the way down. So I'm not taking a negative perspective, but if we take that thing to say, what could we do? What is yes. possible? If we start with the methodology and this isn't even the answer yet, but the thing is, if you look at every day, this isn't like Tony Robbins or whatever, but like saying like, and then this happened, and then this changed. If you just talk this story to say, yeah, we're screwed. Yeah, we have everybody against us, whatever. And then this happened. If you took it yes. as a story, as an arc, then you go, you know what? I'm stepping up to this thing and I'm going to figure it out. Now, if you can take that like, and then this happened angle, then I go, yo, we got to figure out how big our mouth is and how much we're going to eat here. All right. I got a big mouth, but I got to be very specific about what I frame up to eat. All right. So you've got it. If you want to make this impact quickly and efficiently, I want you to frame up something that you can knock down quickly and concisely, and then you can build off of. We yes. have to win once before we can win a bajillion times. So frame that up. And then do that, model it, learn from it, get that feedback going, and then go from there. A lot of you out there might be, but it's just me. It's just me. All right, cool. What can you do to shine a light on and do that? All right, cool, great. You can create that impact driver as a support person. That's like when you work with this person, they know the game and they're, oh, I'm a team member, not on your team. And I help okay. you there. So there's no, literally no excuses, okay? Whether okay. you're one or a thousand or you run a big organization. It's like, what can we do right now, small, week to two week impact? And let's build from that. That's what Yes. I oh my gosh, Scott, that's perfect. I just, we're going to end on that because you just dropped the mic. There you go. Drop <laughs> there a pencil. Are no excuses. Yeah, there drop the pencil, right? Yeah. There are no excuses. All of you impact drivers out there, it starts with you mm -hmm. and it starts with reframing your conversation with, from yeah, but to yes, and. Yes, and here's what we're going to do next. Acknowledge where you are. Things might be a total disaster. You really might be having a lot of struggles with your project managers. Absolutely, that's fine. But you know what? Every good story starts with some kind of craziness, some kind of tragedy. Yeah, nobody likes nasty. a pretty story. Like no one <laughs> likes perfect. I want nasty to start with to build it up. And I think that's what you're getting at. Like you can turn this around. Yes. And then you get to be the hero, right? This yeah. is the hero's journey, my friend. You get to start with the disaster, the mess, and go on that journey and become the hero for your organization. And it starts with one small win. So Scott, this is great. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with the audience today. I am honored to call you a friend and a business colleague. And I'm so glad we get to partner together to help organizations achieve a high impact with their PMO and project management. So thank you so much for being here. I loved it, Laura. And I'm excited to hear when these people out there put some of this stuff into practice. When yes. I know they're going to send you messages. I know they're going to comment. I know they're going to reach out to you directly. And they're going to tell you, yo, I did it. This is what happened. What's next? And they can start oh, yeah. telling us. So I'm on board with that and everything else you do. So guys, get to work. Let's do this.
All right. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for being here today. All of you impact drivers listening, I hope that you have found some inspiration and maybe a little bit of a fire lit under you to go start with you and make a big impact. And a huge shout out and thank you to PMO Impact Summit sponsor, Meisterplan. Meisterplan enables you to answer what if questions, identify and resolve resource constraints in just a few clicks, and see the impact of changes to your project portfolio in real time. Learn how easy planning your project portfolio can be with Meisterplan by starting your free 30-day trial at meisterplan.com. Thank you all for being here today. That's it for this podcast episode. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye for now.